comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome back to the Walking Dead TV Podcast. I'm George from Jersey, joined tonight by Aaron Newarth, Richard Chuptoad Sheldon, and a new addition to the show, Craig DeMunda. How are you guys doing? Hey, everybody. Great. Doing fantastic. So we took a bit of a break. Uh, we were just checking, seems uh, March. We haven't been back since the season finale, but we wanted to let you all know that we're not dead, and we are coming back, somewhat like zombies, and we are going to talk some news tonight. We're going to talk about the Walking Dead trailer for the new season. We're going to talk about the Fear the Walking Dead trailer, and Aaron, you were at both panels at San Diego Comic-Con uh, for both shows, weren't you? Somehow I managed to pull this off, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk about those in some detail as well. Um, but before we do that, welcome uh, to the show, Craig. Thank you. Uh, you are the host of, and I want to make sure I get the, the name here correct, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the Auto Chat Podcast? Yeah, yeah. We started it, uh, I guess, earlier this year. We're on episode 14. We're starting right now, and it's been great. It's about cars. It's uh, it, You don't have to be a car nut to love it, but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's clean to lyrics, too, just like you guys, so family-friendly and uh, very entertaining, so... Thank you. Yes, it's good to be here, though. I love The Walking Dead. And you've done some behind-the-scenes stuff for us before, written some articles and stuff, so we're happy to have you aboard, sir. Great. So, with Comic-Con, just like every year, they released a trailer for the new season of The Walking Dead. This one clocked in at 4 minutes and 11 seconds, uh, and you can check all these out on uh, on YouTube or uh, other video services. They're very easy to find. AMC's very nice that way, and putting it out at the same time for everybody in the world, um, not just those at Hall H and Comic-Con. So we start with Rick running down the road by himself, and there's some voiceover discussion of can you come back from what you've done, uh, a subject we've come back to many times on The Walking Dead. We see some shots from the season finale and, may and maybe like the next scenes that come right after them. I don't know if they would have filmed them last year or if they've just filmed them very close so they can pick up right where they left off. But uh, Morgan says to Rick that we're both killers. We see various shots of the aftermath of the season finale with all the blood and people still screaming and upset and, and Rick and Morgan getting to see each other again, all that kind of stuff. We hear voiceover from Rick saying the Alexandrians just don't get it and they can't take chances anymore. And Morgan replies, and you shouldn't. My, I guess my main curiosity right now with this, you know, obviously it's a trailer and, you know, details will be filled and what have you is just, you know, what role Morgan's going to be playing, like following the actions that Rick, Rick took in the season finale where does Morgan stand? It seems like he's, you know, on Rick's side because he, you know, traveled everywhere he needed to go to find Rick. But what is 
what what's his role going to be in this season? Which what's his role and what's his mental state, especially after the last time we saw him pre last season? Yeah, he seems pretty level headed. He <laughs> seems very level headed, but we've seen it in the past that he's not always that way. So it, it is something that I keep in mind there. Well, I'm thinking that the time we saw Morgan before the you're t- you're referring to Clear, right? Yes, yes. With Clear, I I, I have a feeling that basically. His run-in with Rick and then Rick leaving and taking off, I, I think that that was kind of a turning point. I think that was a, a, an eye-opener, and he started to get it together. My question is, is it seems like he has become an all-around 110% badass, and you know what has happened that has got him to that point? It was Jedi training. I, I mean, the, I'm wondering, did he train somewhere, you know, with a group of people, or, or what happened? So, because... Were there a lot of montages? Because mm-hmm. he went, because he, he went from you know suburbanite father uh, and widower to a zombie uh, wife um, to crazy, um, out of his head in clear, and now he is basically Rambo. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're going to explore his backstory a little bit. They're going to have to, and they may even play it out over a few episodes, maybe some flashbacks or something like that, but. I mean, I'll maybe wait to the end when you go through your synopsis of this, but it seems like they cut this, this, um, I guess, sneak preview or, you know, Comic-Con trailer. They've cut it a little bit funny, like they're putting Rick and and uh, Morgan at odds, but I don't know if that's really going to be the case. So maybe I'll let you finish, and then I can kind of give you my full thoughts on that. I, I totally get what you're saying. There's a lot of things in this trailer. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but at the same time, I know how trailers are edited, and I don't know that what we are seeing is what we actually think we're seeing. Well, yeah, obviously. But, and I think... But we will see. And it seems like, as usual, like, I mean, this is probably, like, what, like, for the first three episodes, maybe, that it's pulling stuff from, so it's... That sounds about right to me, that, sure. That generally seems to be the case with Walking Dead trailers, but... Uh, like, yeah, obviously, well, you know, we just have to speculate right now. And and I think uh, AMC and The Walking Dead missed a little bit of an opportunity here, although they have the Fear Walking Fear the Walking Dead coming this summer. But you know, I've all I always enjoyed in it, you know between season one and two and between two, two and three, they had those webisodes. You know, Greg Nicotero did and all that stuff. I think that they really could have uh, you know got some more uh, marketing buzz and and uh, you know more traffic to their site, more things going on. If they were to have like maybe a uh, um, little six to eight webisode miniseries of what Morgan was doing during that time, you know, I mean, leave out anything that would be a spoiler for the season, but you know, just give us some background there, you know, so that we're not wasting some of the episode time for that. I've got, I've got a few things to say to that one. I mean, yeah, there might, there probably will be episode time for that, which I think would benefit whatever episode, but Greg Nicotero is the one that does those webisodes, and he's you know become like a prime director now when it comes to the you know the series. Like he's involved a lot more heavily than he was in the first season when and or the second when he was directing just a couple episodes. Now he's directing like you right. know, a good chunk of episodes. What well, doesn't mean also, they couldn't get another director though? No, it doesn't mean that. No, but also The Walking Dead's the most popular show on TV, and it keeps exponentially growing every year. So I don't think they really need much more help in the way of traffic to get <laughs> the site to be more more popular. Okay, Aaron, you're 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 destroying my Vinley thinly veil. <laughs> fog of trying to get them to give me more content when it's not during the season and and yeah there is fear the i mean there's a whole other show now they have to help build up the the level of- yeah, i was gonna say nicotero's been a little busy working on fear the walking dead probably so i mean he's a little tied up this summer 
So two things uh, before I forget. One, uh, we should have probably said it at the beginning, but we're going to be discussing these trailers in detail and the Comic-Con panels in detail. So there's a chance of spoilers or the chance of just speculation that may end up being correct and then being spoilers. So if you don't want to know any of this, you might just want to skip this episode and we'll see you when we come back around for Fear the Walking Dead very soon. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Jerry's uh, mind so, is being blown right now. <laughs> yes, continuing on from there. Um, I forget who said it off the time I had this. Somebody was saying it would be who originally brought it up but said it would be cool to see um, Morgan's backstory in webisodes. I guess that was Rich. And then, Craig, you said it might be cool to see them in flashbacks in the season proper. I don't know that I need his backstory to see how he got from point B to point C so much, if that makes sense. I'm I'm absolutely fine with him being the, in the position he's in, whatever it is, with the amount of time that's passed without getting that information. I kind of like him just being better now or in whatever mental state he is now because of time, because of Rick's discussion and not, I don't, I don't know that I need to see all the stuff that he went through to get to where he is. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I want, you know, some in-depth and, you know, nine hour long, you know, (laughs) expose on Morgan, but I just, I don't know. I just, I want more content. 16 episodes aren't enough. I want walking dead, you know, 48 out of the 52 weeks of the year. Well, give the spinoff some time to take off, and maybe you'll get that. If I'm gonna get, years. if I'm gonna get like nonsense bearded governor episodes, it'd be nice to get like a brief flashback to, to whatever Morgan was doing in between, you know, going crazy and being a Zen master. Sure, but what if it's bearded, eye patched Morgan? Well, then I'd, I, I mean, you're just saying things that make it better. Like what? what, <laughs> what? Uh, we get this really cool shot. Well, I guess it's two shots, but first Rick fires his revolver into the air, and then we get this overhead shot. Uh, similar to shots we got last year with Rick up against the wall, but now he's up against the wall, and on the other side is a huge horde of zombies just pushing their way along like uh, like rioters or like people in a long line at Comic-Con or something. It's just like this slow-moving wave of bodies just inches away from them. Good time to point out that um, in the panel... Uh, they explained that there is about 650 plus zombie extras used for this this extended season premiere. Wow, which is oh, wow. obviously that's a record, incredible. and um, that's it's a lot. Also, speaking the, of which, yeah. you said extended season premiere. This one's 90 minutes. Is, is that correct? This is going to be a 90 minute season premiere. Yes, very cool. We get a town meeting inside one of the houses where Rick is saying we can make this work, we can stay safe, etc. And uh, one of the townies is kind of incredulous and says, so what, we're just supposed to fall in line behind you? And we get to see those cracks ever continuing to grow. That townie is played by uh, Ethan Embry, um, who has appeared in a number of kind of genre films lately, but could probably best be known as the lead actor and can't hardly wait. Yeah, there's a lot of new faces in this trailer, which we might get into later, but uh, a lot of people I recognize, and a, quite a few who I didn't, which I was happy to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a cool action shot of Rick sacking a walker, which we, I don't know if that's going to be played for comedy, but I laughed both times I watched the trailer, so we'll see. Uh, we see the groups uh, raiding a facility of some sort uh, under Rick's direction. They seem to be moving trucks around. It reminded me of the original Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's unclear exactly what type of facility it is or if it might even be that um, uh, the Wolves facility from last year. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we see a red shirt get eaten, uh, not surprisingly, but quite bloody. <laughs> uh, we see a bunch of new graves and, and one, of the, uh, one of the townies asking how many of us have to die before we do something about this. We have more and more townies now showing up in this, and that's great, but um, what 
I mean, are they? I wonder if they're referring to the infighting that's going on inside the walls of Alexandria, um, or if it's the zombies they're talking about. Because I have a feeling we're going to see some more infighting going on at the beginning of this season. Well, that's I think definitely. the trailer implies infighting, but I don't know. Like I said, it's a trailer. They will play tricks on you. I I think it's more than likely that you know we'll be given that we're still in Alexandria and we haven't really. The show seems to be pretty de- dedicated to wanting to, you know, portray the life of living in Alexandria, um, which, you know, is where the second half of last season, based on right. the last third of last season kind of went. And, I mean, this, it just makes sense, I would say. I mean, something I like about that part of the last season, Alexandria, is that I actually felt like I was getting to know the town, and so I'd like to explore more of the town. I mean, that was one of my problems with Woodbury, where um, I, I didn't feel like I knew Woodbury that much. I just knew, like, some key players in it. This seems like it's it wants to really emphasize Rick's group versus the Alexandria group. And, I mean, from what I'm seeing, it, it's only, you know, speculation or whatever. It just it does feel like I'm getting that. I'm going to get more. Obviously, there'll be Walker stuff, but there'll be a lot more also, you know, just, yeah, infighting, as you're calling it. Yeah, I definitely see some factions forming. I mean, like the uh, Deanna group, you know, the the old people that want to stay with her and then, you know, people that may want to follow Rick. And they're, they're trying to, I mean, again, the, the trailer was definitely creatively edited to create kind of a, the, this conflict. They use certain words, you know, we're going to follow you or something. And, you know, it, it, it's, they're setting it up that way. Whether it turns out that way or not, we don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, that's like the poster too. Like it's like Rick and his side and like, and the other side is Alexandria. Like it's certainly setting up this kind of face off side of under understanding I think that was very deliberate yeah. I think that was very deliberate that poster sure. they set it off that way yeah. yeah wait you're saying the face-off technology exists in the Walking Dead universe yes that's what I'm saying <laughs> Andrew Lincoln's gonna go into yes. the face-off machine he's gonna become Morgan <laughs> oh nice and that's gonna be the choice dude. he was Morgan all He'll come out Nicolas Cage <laughs> hey, which one becomes John Travolta <laughs> Carl it's Daryl okay Carl <laughs> what where? So one line, that, one line that definitely doesn't seem ambiguous and uh, doesn't seem like it's taken out of context is Jesse's older son, whose name I forget, telling her that Rick is dangerous. That one seems pretty on the nose. And then we see Dick, uh, yeah. and then we see Daryl and Rick uh, disagreeing over whether the Alexandrians are ready, presumably for you know becoming more hardcore and, and going out on raids, that kind of stuff. I hope those, I hope to see more shipping between Rick and Daryl called Dick. That's that's. Uh, Morgan says, I know Rick, I can stop him, and we have to. Again, more creative editing, maybe? Or is Morgan actively taking a role against Rick? We will see. See, if we're dissecting this a little bit, if you look at that closely, Rick is wearing like a blue shirt that's kind of rolled up at the sleeves on one of the other scenes. And if you look at that where Morgan says we can take him out, Rick is standing right there with his blue shirt. So it's like... He wouldn't be talking, you know, Morgan's probably talking about taking out a threat that's outside the town or, you know, we, we can trust Rick, we can take them out or something. But they edited it like they're trying to take Rick out. It's kind of funny. Well, if, if it's not Rick then, which I think is a very sound observation, who is the he then? Because that line didn't sound edited to me. That sounded like the actual line. So do we have a new big bad, do you think? Is it Negan? <laughs> or is it the leader of the wolves? The wolves or the wolf is it pack, yeah. you know, somebody else? Or someone else that's in the you know in Alexandria that's maybe trying to st- stir other things up besides Porch Dick, who's you know dead. <laughs> it's Rest Steve. in peace. Uh, we see Glenn telling Maggie that people are scared, which makes sense. Uh, we see Morgan counseling Diana on the state of the outside world, and you don't know what it's like out there. I do. I've been out there. That kind of thing. 
We see Carl and Enid hugging, because of course. Uh, we see the horde approaching the gates of Alexandria. Uh, this seems to be probably before the earlier scene with them right outside the walls. Uh, Jesse tells a, a group of the townies that we have to fight or we're going to die, obviously. Um, and then we see various shots of the people from the town hiding inside houses, whether or not these are all from the same moment or from different moments kind of edited together, unclear. But it seems to be that the zombies may have breached the wall. The biggest like clue that I thought I saw, and this is just more of interpretation of anything, is that there's I think there's a shot of Enid where she's like covered in you know goo and um, coming into the camp. And it makes me feel like that's like a flashback scene and we might learn like more about what she is because we know that she's not from Alexandria. Like we know that. Like Oh, that's interesting. And so it makes me wonder if we're gonna get a flashback there and and maybe fuels possible speculation that she was from the the wolves or something like that. Given her, you know her, Right, which is a theory that's been around. It's been since around early yeah, last it, season, it seems I think like so. there's like some subtle hints that maybe something's going on in that area. So. Now, Jordan, when you said she was hugging Carl, I looked at it like she was hugging somebody else, and Carl was walking by and saw that. The way it was shot That's what made it looked it like, look like yeah. that, but then when I paused it, I'm pretty sure the person, you can't see the face of the person she's hugging, was wearing the same jacket he was wearing in the shot oh, before that. So he so took I'm pretty sure jacket. it was him. <laughs> so it's more creative editing because it looked like the way they did it like Carl was mad that she was hugging somebody else and now right, right. That, okay I, I hope not because I really they, don't need whoever that he show, is he uh, took Carl's show. jacket I need it. he took Carl's jacket then he took his woman <laughs> this <That> summer bastard <laughs> Carl's back Carl Papa <laughs> cheeky jar jar do we, we see some more probably creative edited uh, scene of Rick of Morgan telling Rick to leave and never come back. If you do this, you, you know, you can never return, that kind of thing. Um, and then we have a shot of Rick saying, you really think you can take this community from us? Whether that's infighting, whether that's another group, not sure. Uh, then we see a zombie carnage montage, uh, which you'd expect. And then we cut to the The Walking Dead and the premiere date and all that kind of stuff. But then we have an after credit scene, uh, just like the trailer last year. Before, last year it was Beth. Before that, like, there's one cool shot of, like, Morgan, like, using his, like, staff to, like, beat a zombie on the head, which was, like, awesome. That just, it just stuck out to me. In, in the... So we're going to start calling him Little Bunny Foo-Foo? Sure, why not? <laughs> and, and at the end of the montage, Rick says something pretty cool. Do you have any idea who you're talking to? Yes, that <laughs> I love Crazy Rick. That's it. He's back. But even just his inflection from in that line, do you have any idea who? It's the word "talking" that he inflects on that word very in a very cool way. He's the man. Uh, so after the credits, we get uh, some various shots of Daryl being taken hostage by some new faces, people we don't recognize. Again, wolves, somebody else, who knows? I didn't see W's on their foreheads, or didn't notice it at least. We didn't really get a shot so, of them clearly enough. So again. But they seem to be in kind of a more swampy type area, and there's this really cool swamp thing looking zombie um, walking around that was a really cool design. Mm -hmm. That will probably be one of the hero zombies from at least, you know, an episode, if not two. But I thought that was pretty cool. So that's the trailer. Um, what what else do we want to get to from that trailer before we move on? What what kind of overall thoughts do you have on it, gentlemen? I mean, I, I, regardless of clever editing or what have you to kind of fuel speculation and of certain levels of anticipation or thoughts on what's going to happen, I do think The Walking Dead, regardless of even my thoughts on the show in general, I think AMC always does a terrific job of presenting a trailer for The Walking Dead. Yes, and there's, yes another, there's another good example of it. The only thing I got from it is 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 October's too far away. 
<laughs> and yes, I don't I don't have that written down. What is the premiere date for the season? Does Isn't it October 11th? The 11th, yeah. October 11th. 11th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10, 11, 15. Very cool. Craig, did you say you had some overall thoughts to get to, or did you already get to them? In the, in no, the, the overall thoughts is the, the, the trailer was really good, really well put together. It created a lot of excitement. I mean, I showed it to a lot of my friends, people I know out there that watched The Walking Dead, and they loved it. They loved the action. They saw that, you know, Rick was just insane again, and, you know, um, the different cuts. The It's just really setting us up for it looks like a good season, and... Um, the action is there, but you don't have to wait too long. Fear the Walking Dead will be there before, so we have something to tide us over at least uh, before October. Well, speaking of Fear the Walking Dead, we also had a trailer for that. It was three minutes and eight seconds long, and it was a very different trailer than this one. I liked both of them, but they were definitely very different. They even had just a different aesthetic in general for the look of the show, I thought, which is nice. It's not just a carbon copy of The Walking Dead. I think anything that the Fear the Walking Dead can do to separate itself from The Walking Dead is a good thing. I think for the most part, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it, it needs to be its own thing. I mean, obviously, it's going to be set in the universe. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I don't mean, like, dramatic. Like, it needs to be a, a fun comedy with a lot of color. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I think anything that it can do to be a drama show set in this universe that is not, you know, does not, you know, completely remind you of The Walking Dead, I think, is a good thing. So we start with some, you know, just generic shots of suburban life in L.A. I believe it's L.A., but California for sure. It's L.A. It's L.A. Yeah, yeah. And we find out pretty quickly on uh, quickly on that our main characters are in kind of a Brady Bunch situation. It's a blended family um, with uh, older children, kind of high school age children, and both parents seem to be teachers or at least work at a school. And when they're checking in that day, uh, in the trailer at least, they're told that lots of kids are out sick today, and oh, make sure you get your flu shots, that kind of stuff. Uh, we see one of the classes where uh, the father of the Brady Bunch type family is teaching his class and it seems to be a literature class. And they're talking about Jack London. Uh, they're discussing survival and how uh, Jack London is trying to teach us in his writing how not to die out in nature. So I guess we're not going too far from the Walking Dead hits everything right on the nose aspect of the series. Uh, we see some shots of what seems to be an abandoned church, I would say, or church-like it's building. A, yeah, like seem- at Comic-Con they had a whole like church set up, so it seems like they really want to play up the church angle in this one. And it seems to be a place where a lot of homeless have taken refuge. Um, there's not anyone there except for one person who wakes up there kind of in a fright. They seem confused. Um, we'll, see, we'll see them again later in the trailer. We have some more voiceover from the uh, Jack London discussion about man versus nature and how na- nature can sometimes offer warmth and offer food, but nature always wins. That's because nature sucks. Just take note. Um, then we see the guy from the church run into the street and he gets hit by the car, uh, hit by a car, and we find out it's one of the teacher's sons, um, and he seems to have seen walkers, but no one really believes him. And he's kind of, you know, he saw blood and guts and people eating people. Uh, but everyone thinks he was just high. Uh, hints of the outbreak start to emerge. Remember, this is taking right, taking place right at the beginning and before the the zombies start to come out. Uh, we see traffic jams. There's a shot reminiscent of uh, Daisy, or not Daisy? Uh, am I saying that the right name of the World movie? World War Z. World War Z. I knew it had a Z okay. in there. Um, I, I expected a, a motorcycle to or a truck to come and take the door off after the motorcycle went by, but it didn't. Uh, but that's, that's a type of shot that's in a lot of zombie things, but it most recently it reminds me of World War Z. Uh, we see some viral video of walkers um, that starts to spread. People, Some people believe it, some people don't. We see riots. Um, part of the family takes refuge in a store with the owners, and then we see kind of a montage of them hiding from everything. There's riots, there's police, there's walkers. 
Um, we need to get away from here, one of the characters says. And then I believe it's the son who woke up in the church. Uh, his voiceover comes in at the very end of the trailer and says, when civilization ends, it ends fast. And that's the trailer. Much shorter, or, uh, you know, 25% shorter than the uh, main Walking Dead trailer. But I, I like this one. Like, like you guys are saying, it's, it's a different feel. It definitely feels like its own thing. Um, the zombies even look a little bit different. Um, the way it's shot is very different. Yeah. And nothing in it jumps out to me as, oh boy. Like you said, Aaron, it's a little on the nose with the man versus nature thing. But that also feels like a very pilot episode of TV show thing to do. And not necessarily in a bad way. Sometimes, especially in a, in a pilot, you need to be a little bit on the nose to tell us exactly who these characters are, their motivations, where they're coming from, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, no, I certainly don't think of it as a bad thing. It's just more of a... It's reflective of the show proper, so... And, and AMC in general. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Breaking Bad was pretty subtle. Mad Men has never had <clears throat> never been a subtle show ever. Um, and Walking Dead certainly falls <laughs> in its footsteps that way. Um. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the the trailer and what I'm seeing is, you know, it's all very exciting. I mean, I, ever ever since finally getting details on this thing, I've been more and more excited because I've been I very much enjoyed the casting choices. So, I mean, mainly from uh, Cliff Curtis and Kim Dickens because they're they're just solid character actors in general. And you know, it's an it's mostly a new character. There's one character from Orange is the New Black is in here. Ruben Blattis is in there. Like, there's a, there's some people that I know. But just in terms of kind of what I'm finally seeing and what we've been finally seeing after, you know. Well, like the two years ago when this was first announced, um, like it's, I'm glad that it seems to be coming together as, as well as it should. The name is still silly, but really that's the oh, only yeah. negative we, we thing don't I can to, bring up we, against it. I'm trying not to talk about the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's grown on me. I still don't really care for it all that much, but I don't, I, I'm, I just, I'm with I mean, you. It's, I, it's still, if I think about it, it's silly, but otherwise it's just the name of the show. I, I'll probably just call it fear. Like, I just, I just don't even want to say the whole thing. I'll just. Fear. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Just called fear, fear, and then you got the Walking Dead. It's a separate. Yeah, it's two different things. Fear would. Fear. Twood. Fear twood. Fear. Fear I thought it was a great trailer. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the cast choices, like Aaron said, have been really, really solid. I'm a big fan of Kim Dickens. I love that show. Uh, what was it? Deadwood back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. Great. So that's. Right, oh, so she yeah. really grabbed me from that one. When they said that, I was like, "I'm totally on board." Cliff Curtis seen him in a bunch of things, so I think they did some good cast choices. I like the showrunner too, Dave Erickson. Um, I looked up his background a little bit. He did some stuff in. Well, we won't, shouldn't mention this, but Low Winter Sun, the show that kind of bombed on AMC <laughs> with Lenny James. Uh, but he also had Sons of Anarchy Ooh. under his belt as well. So that's we all know how great that show was. Um, he described it i was watching the panel a little bit before uh, we started the recording is this is going to be a quote-unquote family drama and aaron you probably heard him say that when yeah. you were, were there at the panel um so it's takes place during rick's coma so to speak so it's um they said kirkman described it as this four to five weeks that rick is in his coma so between you know when the world is okay and then he wakes up five weeks later so we're going to be in that world for at least he said the first season sometime in that four to five week period but even so, I mean, it's going to move probably a lot faster than The Walking Dead did in its first season, I can imagine. It'd be hard to um, move slower. Yeah, <laughs> the Darabont days. I mean, you know, it was pretty interesting back then. But, I mean, if you watch the first season of The Walking Dead now, it's almost like, wow, it's amazing. Or the first and second season, how slow it moved. Two in particular. Compared to now. Yeah. But, uh, no, really great choices in the cast. And um, even Nicotero noted, I, I wrote here, it says, he can't compare the two shows together. So they're really trying to separate The Walking Dead from Fear the Walking Dead. 
they made some choices with the makeup too. I was looking at that where the zombies look more human. Fresher. They don't look so decomposed. They're fresher. Fresher. Yeah, they don't look so beat up and, you know, they look more real, more like they're people, just their eyes are a little bit messed up and uh so it'll be harder to tell them apart. But the one thing I liked in the trailer was the cell phones still work. That was pretty cool. Like they, they worked for quite a while in the apocalypse so they finally stopped working, it seems like. They were talking on the phone a lot and texting each other and watching videos and stuff. I didn't even so think that about that, but yeah, that makes sense. Well, and that's that's the thing, too, and I mean, I'm splitting hairs here, but, you know, that was, what, 2009 when the whole apocalypse first okay, started? 2009, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I know we that that was, I mean, when, when did the first iPhone come out? What, 2008, 2009? Something like that, yeah. I don't know. It just I don't remember it being so easy and so popular that you know people were looking at YouTube videos and all that stuff on their cell phones and things like that. As as com- as as common as it makes it seem here, although it is California and everybody out there you know is rich and the way ahead of weirdly the time, my so my reaction know. to that is well, there's a little movie called The Happening, and at one point they all look on their cell phones to see a man eat get eaten by lions uh, on YouTube. That's like that's the, that's the, that's the thought I have of a movie that came out like around at, in 2009, I believe. <laughs> also, <laughs> I wonder how fast and loose they're gonna uh. play with when it happened because there's no dates in The Walking Dead really. The only thing I can think of. It even comes close was um, in season two um, when they when they go into the high school. I think there's a like a class of two thousand something banner hanging up. I think that's the only time they've ever given a specific date in there. So they might just be this is in the past, and it doesn't really matter whether it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or two thousand twelve. Yeah, you know? it seems like a thing they can easily retcon. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like I said, I'm splitting hairs. I just, you know, that was the only thing I was like, man, it, it seems like they're referencing it like it's today. And it, we know it's not. One know? thing that dates the show, though, is the cars. I'm going to bring my car knowledge to it here a little bit. I mean, they had 2010 and 2011 Hyundais in, uh, on Herschel's farm. So can't go pretty much before yeah, that exactly. if you want to really date it. I mean, Herschel's a few, huge auto right. nut. So I'm just sure he's, he's, a, he's got a, an in with, you know, some concept designers or whatnot. So yeah, it's, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's just got his thing going. <laughs> and let's they not even this... forget, like, even though now six years have passed in the real world of The Walking Dead, only, like, Two have passed in Showtime, so they might just say two right. years ago, and and go with that. Yeah, but that's just speculation. But you mentioned the uh, the panel, Aaron, which you you were there at, and uh, Craig, you watched the video. So, what did you take away from the panels for The Walking Dead, and <laughs> uh, that you want to share with us? Uh, Walking Dead panel, you know, it's uh, it's nice that they like so <laughs> to back up. I haven't. I have not been to a Walking Dead panel since the first season of the since before the first season started. It it began, you know, in a in a smaller room before the show was a proven success, and they premiered the first trailer ever. And you know, I was all for. It. I was a huge comic fan of the Walking Dead. So I was like, all right, cool. Now I, I got to see Darabont, you know, premiere the first ever trailer for the Walking Dead. Now you know, Walking Dead's become one of the most popular things, you know, around. And so the it's obviously now it's moved on to bigger rooms in Comic-Con. It's now in Hall H, which is the largest room that holds 65 to 100 people. And many, many people line up to see something from The Walking Dead. So the fact the fact that I got into this room was impressive. I mean, there was... Comic-Con was crowded this year. I'll, I'll just sum it up as that. You can go to Out Now with Aaron and Abe and if you want to listen to more about my experiences at Comic-Con. We have a new episode out talking all about it. But so being in a packed hall to see The Walking Dead, it was exciting. Like I was excited to see Walking Dead for the first time live in a panel for you know in, since in, since six years ago, um, and it, 
seeing you know this group of people it just continues to show me that scott gimple like really knows what he's doing in terms of talking to audiences whereas darabont and um mazara right glenn mazara mazara like, glenn mazara yeah like I, they're they're certainly very talented they they know how to you know do a show or whatnot to varying degrees but scott gable seems like he's both a guy that has a a, a head on a, a good head on his shoulders in terms of how to run the show as well as a good head on his shoulders of how to address the crowds of people and give them what they want without spoiling anything and so that seemed to be very very uh very clear to me when watching him interact with nicotero and gail ann heard and then you know all the cast was there i mean so on cast side you had uh, uh lincoln Reedus, chandler riggs deny um uh, mcbride steven yoon lenny james which was awesome lenny, first time at comic-con i think for lenny james michael cudlitz and uh sasha um they all came out wearing um robert kirkman t-shirts because he was not there he got sick uh, so they're all like they're all walking out wearing like literally like, it, it, robert kirkman's a guy that you know likes to make a lot of funny faces so they had all these t-shirts that had his funny face print screen printed right on there which was it was like an iron-on type of yeah, shirt iron-on. like on the video yeah yeah uh, and they all, I mean, everyone's just having a lot of fun, like, on the panel. the um, It helps that they had stuff to show, like they showed a gag reel um, for last season. Um, and they and they, they showed, the, you know, the new trailer, obviously, twice, actually, because people wanted to see that trailer. And then you have Chris Hardwick moderating the whole thing. So, I mean, he's, Chris, Chris Hard, I mean, he does Talking Dead, so he knows how to talk to these guys. And Chris Hardwick's a staple at Comic-Con in terms of moderating panels, so people are, you know, happy to see him do his thing. Um in terms of like highlight stuff for the Walking Dead portion, uh, Reedus, um, you have people in the audience asking questions. So one person was dressed as um, as a, as as Daryl. Um, I specifically noted he looked like the Dallas Buyers Club version of Daryl. He was very skinny, um, <laughs> but um, but he but he had it all going. And then like Reedus, he was getting a kick out of seeing himself on there, and he got like he tried to get like a selfie from the stage, pointing like at him with the guy in the background, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, he, and he also said that he really loves Candy Crush, for those that wanted to know what Norman Reedus is up to when he's filming Walking Dead. He's big into Candy Crush. Um, let's see. Uh, Lauren Cohen wasn't there, but she certainly wanted to. She sent a text to Gimple to, for, for Stephen Yoon to read. <laughs> All, yeah, layers. Um, to express how much love she has for the uh, the fans and everything. Um, but really, it's just a good time. Like, it's just, I mean, there's try, there wasn't too much to to glean um there's jokes about rick's beard <laughs> but um that was funny they actually put that as a clip i think on amc's youtube channel oh, yeah. and their, their website and everything yeah there's like a three minute little video of him talking about the beard mm-hmm. i want to back up to what you were saying at the beginning of your spill there aaron about um you know the walking dead growing yeah. like it has six years ago it was a small panel and now it's hall h and people just line up and line up and it seems like the you know the, the ratings of the show do the exact opposite of what most television mm-hmm. shows do and, and grow. And we've seen the show grow itself into what Scott Gimple now has created. Like you said, he definitely has a good head for doing for running this show. Yet, the news comes out today and there are zero, zero Emmy nominations for Walking Dead from season five. And I find that kind of disappointing. Most, uh, I think there were some good performances that happened this past year in season five that should at least have gotten a nomination. Don't most science fiction shows get snubbed at the Emmys? I mean, if we go back to Star Trek or any of the Battlestar or any of the shows in the last 20 years that had some really some good seasons and some good acting and, 
you know, they always get snubbed at the Emmys because they're sci-fi or it's a different genre. Isn't that usually the case? Game of Thrones is all over this list. I, I, I mean, um, there's a uh, American Horror Story is all over this. Um, you know, I mean, I know that's not sci-fi, sci-fi, but it's part of the sci-fi yeah, fantasy I mean, there, genre. I mean, there's a, a lot of genre. It's a very slow kind of role for this kind of thing. Like Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black got her first Emmy nomination, which. Which was the best news, news out of because that whole it is a, thing. I mean, she's giving like seven performances in one show, and it's very well deserved. I think she should have also been nominated for Best Supporting Actress, too, from one of the lesser clones. I mean, it, as far as like American, like American Horror Story, it competes in the miniseries category, so I can understand why it gets in there. It's a weaker category in terms of qualifying. That said, I, I'm annoyed by the fact that American Horror Story kind of shoves itself in that way so it can get some credit. Um, but like... right. I like American Horror Story, but I don't. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't like the game they play of. Oh, it's a whole yeah. new miniseries. Um, game, game of <clears throat> Game of Thrones. Is, I mean, not, I mean, if you want, if you want to get down to it, Game of Thrones is just a better show. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's what it is. I mean, and a lot of these shows that are nominated, honest, they're they're just. They're I just, don't disagree there, but I'm just saying as far as the, the 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 fan following the just the growth of the property, the franchise, and everything else. And the fact that underlying, you know, Game of Thrones is some awesome directing and acting and all of that. And that's what's underlying with Walking Dead, too. I mean, this is a show that a lot of people didn't think would work. And it's one of the best shows, or not best, but definitely highest rated shows on television as far as, you know, cable and whatnot. So it constantly blows ratings out of the water. It's just, I for it to get zero recognition... I was kind what of What about surprised. other categories? I mean, I didn't see the Emmy nominations. What about for makeup or special effects? I mean, did they at least get that, or they got nothing? Nothing. See, that's Zero. crazy. I mean, the makeup that's being done on this show, forget about the special effects, the CGI, that, that, that's probably fair, mediocre, you know, baseline, but the makeup work that Nicotero's doing with his crew is amazing. I mean, this is movie quality. It's better than movie quality in a lot of cases, and it's getting snubbed at the Emmy. It's really crazy. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Lincoln... He, look, say what you will, the work he did last season definitely deserved an Emmy nomination, even the season before that a little bit. You know, some of that stuff when they left the prison and all those kind of scenes. I mean, that was crazy. You know, I mean, he, sh- he should have got something. I, if, if you want to get into it, there's a lot of uh, technical awards that has been nominated for as far as Emmys go. Um, but as far as, yeah, the there's a lot of good actors. And I don't, I don't, I know Oscars better than Emmys. I don't know what the board is like in ter- com- in comparison as far as who it is that's on this board. If it's you know a bunch of old people that don't want to watch a zombie show or whatnot, I, I don't know what to say on that, in that regard. But um, it does it? All I know is M- Melissa McBride deserved yeah, best supporting actress or something, right? Yes. Yeah. For this last season, I mean, come on. Psychotic homemaker Carol. All, all I can say is that I'm sure there was a lot of campaigning, and I'm sure there was a lot of effort put in to make that possible, but it just didn't happen. And I know there's a lot of there's there's a lot oh, of people, there's a lot of qualified people I'm... in there, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a shame. I would say maybe for maybe for Melissa McBride, I guess I would argue probably if I had to choose one cast member because I can't honestly, I just can't see the show getting too many Oscar Oscar Emmy nominations for the various performances, but. Yeah, I'd go to bad for Elizabeth McBride, but and also it's important to remember at the end of the day, Emmys don't mean anything. 
you know, it's they still have the best ratings around. I mean, they're still kicking the butt of every one of the shows you mentioned in ratings. So, yeah, at the end of the day, who cares about the Emmy, right? <laughs> exactly. Still getting it. The- yeah, I mean, awards, awards, whatever. I'm just saying that you know, in in a time where we're recognizing brilliance and 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 uh, talent, like like what we're seeing in this list nothing from the walking dead i just you know i i, I want i just i like to see it get its recognition uh because it has broken a lot of barriers of things that you just didn't see on television before fair enough so aaron what about the fear of the walking dead panel um real quick before we get to the fear of the what there were there were, they did announce um that yeah it's a 90 minute season premiere um the first screening is gonna have a is gonna be at the madison square garden um so oh, I guess premiere. I'll be there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure they'll probably have some kind of Walking Dead contest or something like win a trip to Madison Square Garden, like something like that. And Chris Hardwick's gonna host like some like here's a two second scene from next season followed by us talking for an hour reflecting on things that we already know. Uh, one of those kind of specials, <laughs> season six preview special that's on August 23rd. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, let's see. Fear of the Walking Dead. A uh, little, I mean, it comes from not, you know, being too as familiar with the cast or whatnot. So it's like a little less chatty. It's a little more boilerplate, a little more like, hey, how'd you get involved in the show? What does it mean to you? And the answers are like, you know, I, I read the script. It was great. And I saw the success. Of the, like that kind of answer. Like it's nothing really eye opening in terms of what this show is, except for like Dave Erickson, the showrunner, as uh, Craig pointed out. And um, Gail Ann Herding, Nick Otero being back there as well. And uh, uh, Dave Albert, he's an executive producer on both shows as well. They they had they had enough to say in terms of like basically this is a show that's different from The Walking Dead even though it's still within the same universe and they want to make sure to emphasize the fact that it's a show about other things whereas I mean something I like about Fear is that it is a show that's separate from the comic like the so it's, they emphasize this as well where it's like the com the, the Walking Dead has characters like Rick or Daryl that are you know they're larger than life in some cases they're they have their own complexities, but they they are comic book characters, and they do kind of. I mean, Abraham is a very good representation of that right there, where he's a larger than life type character. This show, it the some of what they're saying is that they want to emphasize that these are these are characters that you know they don't have comic backgrounds. They're not they're not going to be as larger than life. They're going to be you know characters that kind of ride not in a sense of gray in terms of morality, but have more more issues to kind of go back and forth with and some things to play around with because they don't have to stick to certain levels of canon or what have you. And so that, that excites me. There are no plans to make the, you know, connect the two shows uh, beyond the fact that they're in the same universe. I mean, one's in LA and one's in Georgia. So it's not as if, you know, they're going to be taking any car rides anytime soon that are going to be cross country road trips. Um, Can we speculate on that though, for like a minute? Sure. You think, I mean, like what would be a cool crossover? Like maybe for example, a dead character like Andrea, um, visiting L.A. on a business trip. Like, she used to be a lawyer, right, in Georgia. So what's to stop her from maybe being in L.A. right before this happened and then flying back, or even some of the other characters, perhaps? I mean, that could be a pretty cool way to bring some dead characters back. Maybe even the governor. Have him as, you know, um, his... What was his name again? Not not Brian Harriet. <laughs> the real name. Uh, Blake. You know, Phil? Blake. Yeah. Richard? Right, was exactly. Was Blake or... Philip Blake. Philip. Yeah, like, no. Maybe having him as Philip Blake in L.A. in some you know, office meeting or something. I mean, you know, just little cameos or something like that. It's possible. I mean, if it's if it's before the apocalypse, I, yes. I think, honestly, the most likely way there would ever be any crossover would be if Fear the Walking Dead doesn't catch on 
and only makes it a season or two, I could see them the next year having one of those characters show up on on The Walking Dead proper um, with, you know, just basically a story of I'm a survivor and the rest of my family died, but I made it and I've just been on the road ever since and here I am. Like, if there's some breakout character and that show just doesn't take off, that's how I could see it so happening. It'll go the other way. The character will go from fear to The Walking Dead, not the other way. Not I think that's more time. likely, yeah. Okay. But hopefully, Fear the Walking Dead is awesome and catches on and is the next giant hit. So, you know. Even in that case, it would be interesting to have in a season or two Fear the Walking Dead still be going on and a character from that show showing up on The Walking Dead, even if just briefly, but by themselves and maybe missing an arm or something like that. Just something that makes them very different from where they are on Fear the Walking Dead, almost as a kind of a teaser of things to come. So if a character disappears or something from fear, and then you don't see him for a while, then they appear on The Walking Dead in the future No, I'm somehow. saying they're still on Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, they're still on. And so, there's just oh, no, wow. they don't give you the information of what came in between. Huh. That could be interesting. But that's just me a lot of possibilities as a fanboy. <laughs> so anything else, gentlemen, we want to talk about before we close things out? I can say Fear of the Walking Dead premieres Sunday, August 23rd, which is the same day as that Walking Dead Season 6 special, so there's plenty of reasons to stick around for watching Walking Dead that night. Um, it is a global premiere, so everyone will be able to watch Fear of the Walking Dead at the exact same time, however that That's works. That's good for you, Aaron. Yeah. You don't have to lament now and stay off Facebook like you did last time, right? And you, when, uh, what was it, when Beth died? Yeah, when, when and... AMC decided to spoil their own show. <laughs> yeah, I won't have to worry That's about that. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, right. But yeah, that's happening. There, Hardwick announced that there's no, there's no, there's not going to be a Talking Dead for each episode of Fear the Walking Dead, but he will have one for the season finale, which is on October fourth, which is a week before the Walking Dead starts. So basically, we're going to get uh, fourteen weeks of Walking Dead, you know, content. Very <laughs> in nice. Some of the summer. So. Yay! Yes. So, yes. So that's a that's a nice that's a nice, you know, development right there. Um, and yeah, I mean, in terms of. The technical details, that's all I got. <laughs> so that means, of course, that we will be back uh, to talk Fear the Walking Dead. We have a couple other things in the pipeline to maybe come out between now and then, but we just wanted to remind you guys that we're still here and uh, that we will definitely be around to talk Fear the Walking Dead and then uh, The Walking Dead soon after that. We still need to do uh, All Out War Part 2 as well. Yes, that's one of the things in the pipeline and, uh, and another thing that we'll be keeping secret for at least now. But uh, so that's pretty much it. Unless anybody has anything else to add, uh, Craig, it was very nice to have you on and we'll be having you back on as we move into Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, listeners, of course, you can contact us all the normal ways uh, at WDTV podcast on Twitter. Uh, WDTV at uh, HHWLOD.com is our email address. I don't have the phone number in front of me, but uh, you can check that out from any past episodes. It's also important to note that if you've heard any of uh, the LOD guys emails before, <laughs> those no longer work and so if you for instance wanted to send me an email jordan at, at legion of dudes doesn't work anymore but jordan at hhwlod and pretty much all the other um variations of that for the other hosts <laughs> work now instead so that's just a quick email update uh, that's happened in the last couple days other than that uh so until there's no more room in hell in the dead walk the earth remember we'll be back in august but probably before then too bye bye, bye. <laughs> sorry that was uh, abrupt
so turns out there weren't really any bloopers for me to cut from this episode. Sorry, so here's a free fart noise? Well, don't say I never gave me nothing. And uh, back to the guitar solo, I guess. 